ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 45 this one we're going to talk about what are our favorite non-growth peptides and ways to use them we're going to talk about there's a list now there's a lot of the key to this is finding a good source for these peptides and the source has to be someone who's been in the business a long time because think about it why if you just open up your own peptide company online, which anybody can do, um, you know, it's a gray market, right? So are you going to bring in like 20 different, 30 different peptides to start selling? No, you're going to have to start out with one or two or three. And then once you get sales going, you get a nice customer base, then you can expand to more and more, more peptides. And so you have to trust your source because there's no telling what you're injecting into your body when you get these peptides. So the peptides will come in vials as powders. You've got to reconstitute them. You've got to protect them. You got to baby them. You got to put them in the fridge before and after you mix. Some of them, obviously they go bad over time, very, very fast. Some of them, they all go bad over, over time. After you mix them, you've got to use them as soon as possible before they lose their potency. So it's very important to use a good source. Come on the forum, ironoverload.io. And you're going to see that there are really good peptide sources that we have. So without further ado, let's kind of go over uh, the list. Now, there's really four of the more popular peptides, and we're going to kind of dive into them. But we're also going to talk about some other peptides that are out there that you may have not heard about. And that, you know, are really, really interesting to kind of take a look at. But we're going to talk about the non-growth peptides on this episode. And the, this is this is an episode that no other podcast talks about because they always want to just talk about GHRP and they want to talk about the, the all the growth peptides because that's what everyone wants. But these are some really good peptides, Mobster, that you could be using in your day-to-day -day lifestyle. So number one, we're going to talk about TB500. Let's get into that. So one of the most popular non-growth peptides out there, and this is a really good one, especially for someone like Mobster, who's been powerlifting for years, and someone like me who's been powerlifting for years, and we've been bodybuilding, we've been lifting a lot of weights, we get yeah. injuries over time. So TB500, what you want to do with, with that is take you know, two to five milligrams twice weekly, and it's great for healing but it's also great for endurance. So when you're on TB500 and you start you start getting on it for a couple of weeks, you'll notice your endurance starts improving. So TB500 is one that you can inject in any part of your body and it will travel throughout the body. You don't have to spot inject it. So you can inject it just in your belly, you can inject it in your shoulders, whatever, and it will travel throughout and it will do little things throughout the body when it comes to helping you Re recover quicker, repair quicker, and also help with endurance. It really does work. I've been very impressed with it when I've tried it. 
Um, so, but this stuff isn't necessarily cheap, especially if you want to use it long term. So, if it's an injury that you wanna you wanna get healed and it's a nagging injury, you're probably gonna have to run this stuff an extended period of time. You can't just run it a few times, do a few uh, uh, vials of this stuff. You're gonna have to buy like a whole kit of this stuff and run it for weeks and weeks and weeks to get your injury um, to to speed up your injury. So. It will come in a usually two milligram and five milligram vials, but some sources are now selling 10 milligram vials. So you come on the form, iron overload, and check out the sources that we got. You'll see some of them, some actually do have 10 milligram. So basically um, you want to run that, like I said, two to five milligrams twice a week. And I highly recommend that you stack it with BPC157, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Mobster, touch on a little bit TB500. It's definitely one of the more popular non-growth peptides out there. I would say number two most popular non-growth uh, peptide. Absolutely. I mean, one of the first times I heard about peptides at all would be both of the healing peptides that Steve just mentioned and super, super popular. The feedback on these uh, by users, exactly like Steve said, who've been hitting the gym hard for many, many years and you get those just the niggling small injuries, the little aches and strains, but worse, Steve, of course, is the full-on injuries, the bicep tears, uh, the, the tendon, literally where the biceps come away from the bone or it's just hanging on by a tendon or whatever else, and they, the guys either have surgery. I mean, I'm talking about somewhere in between, Steve, because the surgery is full-on, pin that bitch back on with a wire, drill it to the bone, et cetera, et cetera. But the guys that have parcel tears, parcel strains, and again, specifically like Steve, that have been pounding away on their joints like we have for years, both BBC157 and TB500 have great, great, great feedback. The only conversation, and Steve's actually touched on this already, as is as Steve's already discussed, the idea of whether site injection is better, and as he said already, that's not the case in the first, but it is the case in the second, and then the dosage and, and the frequency of dosages and so on and so forth. That's where we get into the informed uh, discussion where we've users, what worked best, and so on and so forth. Because that's caused with all peptides, Steve, 99% of them are research chemicals. And as often as not, the intended use is not what we're using it for, performance enhancement, and specifically, in this case, injury recovery. So we rely on uh, in intelligent users that have kept diaries and logs and stuff like that, exactly the kind of thing that we have on the forum. So, for example, as Steve just said, if either of us decide that we need... Uh, BBC or TB, we would create an article, we'd create a log, we would run it, and we would do our re online research like this podcast and make sure that we're getting somewhere in the zone, dosages, frequency of pinning, and so on and so forth. And as Steve said, I will also reiterate something else, Steve. The source absolutely is as important, if not more so, I would argue, because it's a much smaller amount for some bucks quite often, and it depends on the product, of course, but we're talking about micrograms, milligrams, a five gram vial, this kind of stuff versus, for example, buying Debo or testing in Amphate or whatever. It's it's a bit more expensive for a much smaller amount. So 100% you want a trusted source. And especially when you're doing dealing with, and we will touch on a couple today, a peptides that some of you guys have never heard of. So like Steve said, we start with GW. Uh, as a psalm and then we go on the, the peptide section and we find peptides we've never heard of i want to know 100 i can trust the company that's provided me with exactly stuff like that 
So I'm looking for, and we've talked about this on previous shows, certificates of analysis. I'm looking for feedback. I'm going to ask my buddies on the forums. I'm going to double check with them, whether it's Steve or anybody else that might have already used something like this, said, what was it like? What was it like dealing with this company? How did it arrive? And so on. And then one final thing, I want to touch on this, that something Steve's covered already. We've discussed this when we've talked about all the peptides in the past in a general way, super sensitive for preparation and storage. So make sure. I had, we had a thread just yesterday, Steve, on one of the forums about some product that they'd been, it had been kept where it was hitting 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, guys, it's, it's, it's expensive. It's fragile because it's a peptide. It's more fragile than painkillers that you get over the counter. You need to mix it properly. You need to make sure you're mixing it in the right way, in, in, in the proper solution, and you need to inject it properly, for all those kind of procedures, and especially keep it in a cool, dark, dry place. Typically, and we've seen this, funny enough, on videos, in the top shelf of your fridge, because it's sensitive to heat, because it's sensitive to light. You want to get the most out of your product. You want to get the best healing benefits in this particular case for these two. So make sure the following instructions. And again, we cover this in other podcasts. There are videos on the Evo channel. And of course, you can come on to our IO, etc. forums and double check with the guys. And we'll, we'll hit you up with the information you need. Back to you, Steve. Next one we're going to talk about, this is the most popular selling peptide. Uh, that's a non-growth and that's BPC-157. So uh, this one, you want to run this one, 200 micrograms. And you can inject it sub, just like TB500, obviously you can you can sub-Q inject it. You don't have to inject it into the muscle. But with BBC-157, it really is advantageous for you to, when you are injecting the 200 micrograms, to inject it as close to the injection site as possible. So if you've got a bad shoulder, for example, I like to use a 25-gauge needle. And load it up with like 400 micrograms and then go deep into that shoulder and try to get a clo as close to that injury as possible. Now, if you've got a torn shoulder, let's be honest. I mean, if your shoulder is torn, is injecting some BPC into your shoulder going to heal a completely torn off shoulder that requires surgery? No. But if you've got a slight tear in your shoulder where it's inflamed all the time and it, you, you have a hard time lifting, you know, your, your arms up in the ear some days, especially after a workout. So you got a little tear in there and you want to speed up the recovery in conjunction with rest, you know? So you want to take this uh, daily um, into your shoulder. So again, just like TB500, it can get expensive because each vial usually comes in five milligrams. So if you're injecting, you know, two, 300 micrograms a day, you're going through one milligram a day. So each, each vial might only last you five days, not even a week. So if you're going to take this stuff for eight weeks, 12 weeks, you got to do the math on that. It's going to end up, you know, it, let's say you get 10 of them. It's going to end up costing you, you know, quite a bit of money. We're talking hundreds of dollars. So you better make sure that you're getting it from a legit place, you know, for sure. So I highly recommend you use the BPC with TB500 together. So, but I'm not saying mix them in the same syringe. You don't want to do that with peptides. Remember, we got to keep these peptides are very fragile. We have to inject them separately. But what I recommend is you inject the TB500 two, three times a week, and then you inject the BPC157 daily. And the TB500, you can inject it anywhere on your body, but the BPC, you want to inject it in the spot. So running them together 
for eight weeks or 12 weeks or even four weeks. I mean, if you want to just try for four weeks, it's better than nothing. That should do a really good job of helping speed up your injury. Now, if you're getting legit and look, it's not, it's not working out for you, then obviously you've got a serious injury and look, you've got to rest. You got to rest. You got to let your body recover. If your body's trying to fix an injury and our body has ways to fix injuries and you keep training on it, you're just getting in your body's way. So at yeah. some point you have to say, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to take time off. That's the time to start using these peptides, especially. But if you think you can keep, continue to train, do less weight, do less volume, and then use these peptides with it, that would make sense. I'm not sure to uh, touch on that. I think that's a concept. A lot of people don't understand this concept, especially the younger guys. They don't have the experience yet. But even older guys don't get this concept, too. And it's Let something that you are speed, you yeah. learn through experience. Yeah, this is the thing, guys. You can't you can't train your way through an injury by continuing to do what you've already done. That's number one. Number two, and I do this with the younger guys at the local gym, Steve. I, I, I kind of give them a sense of because when they're talking to me, they go, "How old are you?" Well, they say, "I'm one of those guys." I've got teenagers telling me how old they are. I say, "Oh, I them," and they can't get their brain around the idea that I've been training for four plus decades. So one of the things that sometimes happens with an injury is guys get freaky because they can't get their head around the fact that it might take four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks to recover. Guys, if you live three score and 10, never mind longer than that, the idea of lift not having to lift or curl or press or whatever for six, seven, eight weeks while something recovers is a head fuck. But it's fuck cool. It's a tiny fraction of time. So rest, recover, and rehab. I'm just going to jump in with the comments, Steve, but I've had strong man buddies, guys that lift in international level competitions. I'm thinking of two specifically, Lawrence Shore and Terry Hollands, both very high level, England's strongest man. I think they both won Euro's strongest man. Terry's won Masters because he's that old now. And at some point, they've had a, a real bad bicep strain slash bicep tears, usually from the Atlas Stone, Steve. And I've seen them you find his videos on Instagram. You can find them on YouTube. Rehabbing by just curling an Olympic bar for 100 reps. And literally, that great thing that we will say that this Arak shouldn't be used for it, but curling for 100 reps with a 20-kilogram bar, 44-pound bar, in the power rack, super strict, just to aid recovery. And, of course, because I haven't had that discussion, I'm guessing that they're using growth. I know that's popular with strongmen and some of the healing peptides. And 100% I know because it's super popular with strongmen right now. The amount of training they do is almost equaled by the amount of rest, recovery, and rehab, therapy, massage, ice baths, chirotherapy, etc. That's That's huge, huge, huge. So, yes. All right, there, guys. So make sure that you do those things as well. It's no good you just injecting TB or BPC and carrying on doing the crazy fucked up shit that you already do. Back to you, Steve, while I'm bringing up some information. All right, so I'm going to do the next one. That's one of the more popular ones as well. Melnotan 2. There's also Melnotan 1, by the way. But let's stick to Melnotan 2 because that seems to be the more uh, popular one. And that's the one that sources definitely carry. Now, what's the difference between the 1 and the 2? Quite simply, the 2 is more powerful. So you want to make sure that you understand that so it may take twice as much of the one to get the desired uh you know effects as the two 
So let's just go. With, so let's, you know, let's stick to the two because that's the one you're most likely going to do. But the two also has more side effects as well. So it comes with the territory on that one. All right. So basically it comes in 10 milligram, 10 milligram vial. So the objective with melanotan two is to give you a tan. All right. All right, so this is the what you're gonna do. If you're really fair skinned, you're gonna your goal is to do four vials of melanotan two. Okay. If you're like uh, more olive skin, it could be three, it could be two. And if you're more dark skin, it's probably gonna be at least one, maybe two. So it just depends on how light skinned you are. But let's say you're really light skinned, okay? You're from mobsters um part of, of, of the world, northern Europe. You have very light skin genetics, whatever. So you want to definitely set a goal to do four. Now, the objective is to go through four vials of melanotan two. Now, they're like, well, Steve, does that mean I can just load up a syringe full of melanotan two and just inject four vials in the same day? Technically, yes. But here's the problem with that. It's going to make you really, really, really sick because of the side effects. So you basically want to go through the vials as quickly as you can, while also keeping the side effects under control. So some of the side effects that a lot of people complain about is the flush, being flush after you take it, the nausea. And the ironic thing is it also helps you lose weight because it's going to kill your appetite because you're going to be so nauseous on this stuff that you won't want to eat. So I personally, you know, recommend to my clients, you start out with a lower dose, see how you do on it. You might want to take it before bed. This way you can take it and then go straight to bed. This way the nausea and stuff won't bother you. But if you take it in the morning and you're nauseous like the whole day, you're dizzy, then that could that could have an effect. So that's that's basically the layman terms, how you're going to lose melanotan too. But it could take you like a month or two to get through the four vials because of that. So if some people, they'll run like a vial of it or two vials of it and they're like, this stuff, I can't take it anymore. It's too unbearable. I got to stop. So it's it's just a question of how much of the side effects that you can tolerate. So again, you know, that's just how it's going to do. But the stuff is really, really some good stuff because it's going to make your skin darker and it's going to make you less, less self-conscious to go to the beach and have, you know, your shirt off or being a in a bikini, a lot of women like it because they want to be tan. You know, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. Also, muscles muscles show off better when you're tan. And you got some oil on the muscle; it shows off better. So that's the it's the kind of why melanotan two is so popular. And at the end of the day, it's safer than going to the tanning booth. You go to the tanning booth, you're getting harmful UV rays. You go to the beach with no sunblock, you're getting harmful UV rays. You go and you get a spray tan. Those chemicals are dangerous. They absorb into your skin. It's basically like getting sprayed by pesticides. I don't like that. Um, it's really, really gonna, gonna cause you problems. So you're gonna open yourself up for skin cancer with, with, with tanning beds and with, with tanning outside. And you're also going to open yourself up for other illnesses by getting sprayed with toxic chemicals. So I don't like that shit. Melanotan 2 is a is excellent because it's not going to be dangerous for you. As long as you're using legitimate melanotan, it is much less dangerous and much safer. And it's also going to help you because if you, when you take it, 
you should over the next hour or two go outside and get sun because that will help it work better. But it's out going to work as a sunblock when you do that. So it's a double benefit where it's uh, going to actually prevent the damage from the sun. So, yeah, Steve, let me jump in for a second here. Right, guys, um, you have to do your own research on this just to double check the information. And obviously, we want to give you the best advice that we can possibly get. So, for example, and Steve's actually used this, two milligrams an hour prior to going out in the sun. That would be if a lot of the companies are already selling you. Uh... Yeah, they're sorry there, guys. I'm ahead of myself with the uh, melatonin. It's PT141. Now, this is one of those. I, I read about this a couple of years ago, funny enough, on the forums part. And we were having a conversation about sex drugs specifically. So you get the usual, Steve, Cialis, Viagra, uh, you know, testosterone booster, looking after your own health, making sure, you know, you're, you're not crazy with the cycles, et cetera, et cetera. But I actually discussed this in a previous podcast where what I suggested, if you want to know what crazy sex drugs you can do to enhance things like, I think it's the reaction time, which is the time between one erection and the next one, and so on and so forth. You look at the gay sex side of things, right? So this came from that, that they, they're experimenting, they're coming out there, they're pushing the envelope in that particular regards to have, to, to put it crudely, Steve, a hell of a time. So PT141 came up in conversation. I was trying, in a, in a pre-show with Steve, I seem to have it in my brain, I don't know why, Steve, about injecting it into your penis, but I was like, that ain't going to happen. Unfortunately, you don't have to do that with PT141. Two milligram dose, effective both for men and for women for enhancing uh, things that it needs to enhance in blood supply. And of course, to it's basically, put it crudely, Steve, to get you horny one hour before sexual activity. Uh, you might, and we talk about this with other peptides and stuff like that. And it's literally, and I've actually said this with regards to all performance enhancements, Steve. Go in a low dose. So, for example, a single milligram test, test dose just to see how you feel, how you respond. I don't know about you. The very first time I took Viagra, I had that whole blocked up nose thing full blown. And I know, for example, some people was even getting a tint to their vision. And that can freak you the fuck out when you've taken, especially if you're buying something off the Internet. So this doesn't happen with PC141, but I'm just giving you that as an analogy. So by all means, try a lower dose just to see how you get on. But typically, those people that have tried and thought that they're going to be okay on it, two milligrams, one hour before sexual activity. Highly regarded, Steve, seriously, and sub-Q as well, guys. So you do not have to inject it into, the, into your sexual organs, thank Christ. I'm not putting a needle anywhere near there unless I absolutely have to. And yeah, I'm honestly the feedback on this particular one by people that have tried it and used it for this particular reason has been great. So, you know, I think it's one of those things, guys. I see this sometimes come up, and it's especially applies to our younger listeners when they're in the full blown throw of the early part of their relationship, or especially if they're going to go away, go away on holiday, the whole spring break vibe, Steve, and have an absolutely crazy, crazy time. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it um, because it was causing, you know, like random erections and I basically couldn't get get it down the rest of the day, basically. So 
And it's weird because I'd use the same dosage and it's like the effects are very um, inconsistent. I notice like if you inject in one day, it'll do, it'll do like the whole day you'll have an erection and the next day you'll inject it. And it's like complete opposite. So it's very inconsistent. I wonder if it has something to do with your diet or, or something where it works better on a certain, I haven't figured that out yet. But it's not for me, but a lot of you out there are going to love this stuff because, again, with these peptides, it's more safe than using like Viagra or Cialis. And I'll tell you why, because Viagra and Cialis, they do have effects when you're when you mix them with the wrong thing. Like if you mix Viagra or Cialis with alcohol, you can get yourself in big trouble if you mix Cialis and Viagra um, with other types of drugs. It's also can be dangerous for the heart. It can cause other side effects. It can make you sleepy. There's a lot of negative side effects. When it comes, a lot of guys who take Viagra, they they get very sleepy afterwards. So how does that make any sense? Are you gonna like fall asleep when you're doing it? Like so it doesn't make any so PV4141 has an advantage over those. It's just that you do have to inject it. So it would be kind of a pain to have to take it on a plane if you're injecting it. So Monster touched on that. And then we're gonna go through a list. Of yeah, some really of interesting uh, peptides uh, that that are on here. There's so many, Steve. Honestly, I, I I tell you what it is when it comes to uh, sex drugs, Steve. And this is kind of like one of those great ironies, and I think this applies to men and for women, Steve. When it comes to sex and how we think and how we feel, sleep can make a difference. What's the classic thing that happens when you are in a relationship? You will find, and this applies to men, women that might not have looked at you, looking at you because you're out with another attractive woman. So they're saying, why is he with her? But she might not have considered you if you were walking down the road on your own. Sex is a kind of those really weird, fucked up situations, right? So I, I've, you know, if we've had angry sex, happy sex, making love, just fucking uh, going out on a Saturday night and screwing, never had sex with mums, then go absolutely crazy, all that kind of situation. And then they're like a stress at work, food, diet, training, all that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, the difference between being clothed and covered up in the wintertime and seeing exactly the same person, but with a lot less clothing on in the summertime, hormones all over the place. And then, of course, the ageing process. When the description that Steve just gave for the PT one for one sounds exactly like some of us when we were teenagers, Steve. I never suffered with it that bad. But a lot of guys have exactly the same problem you just described when they're teenagers, literally when their balls drop. And and women are no different, you know, when, to, to, to put it in a nicer way, when they come into flower and, you know, suddenly they're overcome by their own hormones. So, and, and here we are, of course, manipulating hormones and using sex drugs and stuff like that. So it's, it's really, really weird. I mean, I forgot the name of the the, the third, because uh, is it Levitra? The third one, which I believe the French call Le Weekender. Cialis is great for a hell of a night. Viagra is great for the next couple of hours. But uh, Levitra, I believe, is the one that was, was the, the, you know, Friday through Saturday, Sunday and into Monday morning. So the sex drugs are a fascinating subject. And even from one individual to the next, how they affect us, whatever. So that's kind of a vibe there. But again... This particular one, as I said, I think if you're going to go for the full-blown, hell of a time, PT-141 is right, right up there. Let's talk about a couple more because we've got so many and we, we weren't hitting the clock on this particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch more. 
that you know are, are, are coming out that are gaining popularity, but they're not well used yet. So maybe some of you on here that are listening to this, you could try these out, do a log, come on the forum and do a log. So snap eight is anti-wrinkles. Now we see this a lot. I know people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars going and get laser for wrinkles on their face and stuff. So snap eight, the idea between this peptide is to help with wrinkles and obviously make you younger. So a lot of people are obsessed with wrinkles. So that might be something that you might want to look at and try. Thymalin is for inflammation. So this one might work really good with TB500 and BPC157, or you could use it by itself and try it. So if you're having issues with inflammation and um, you know combined with rest, this one could be a really good one. But there's other types of inflammation in the body too. There's inflammation of the gut. So this one could work good for people who have IBS or Crohn's or any type of inflammation in the gut too. So check into that one. LL37 is good as an antibiotic. So that one could be really good if you get some sort of infection. Let's say you get like a sinus infection or a chest infection or something where you don't want to go on antibiotics. You want to go a more safe route. So LL37 could be an option for you. So, you know, remember these peptides. There, the idea behind these is you're doing something more natural and something less side effects. So versus yes. going and getting on these antibiotics, which are really, really going to destroy your body in a lot of ways, you could try the LL37. So, Mobster, why don't you talk about the next yeah, two I mean, or three? Yeah, exactly like Steve said. I'm going to give you an example. Go back to the FIMOLE and, and Steve, hopefully I said that right. Instead of taking ibuprofen, which would rip up the stomach, you're using a peptide injected into the subcutaneously into the skin or into the muscle, whatever. Bearing in mind, of course, where we're causing inflammation with training and other things that we do in life, uh, as opposed to ripping up our stomachs with strong anti-inflammatories. Others, gonadarelin, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, non-growth or plumping the nuts. I mean, Steve actually and I talked about this in a pre-show. So basically, it's uh, used by guys that are on testosterone replacement therapy, and they don't want the TRT to, to cause what you'd expect it to. Steve, and of course, that may well be the reason they're on TRT in the first place, to shrink your nuts. So in order to plump the nuts and have that testicular function, and one of the other things it does, Steve, is it does include, increase sperm count. And again, so one, one not quite sure why you're on CRT and increase the sperm count. So there are obviously going to be other medical reasons for it being used. But again, uh, Steve and I were talking about this in a pre-show with regards to using this instead of HCG for the side effects. Touch on that just for a second, Stephen, and I'll, I'll give you a couple more. Well, with HCG, got to remember, um, HCG is a hormone, so it will it will signal your pituitary glands to stop producing LH. So because it's mimicking LH in the body. So that's just the way it is. You're not going to be able to fool your body. So this one seems to be not going to do that. It's it's going to work. at. It's not going to cause as much suppression or suppression at all. So this one is one really I would like to you know experiment more with this one and take and take a look at the blood work to see where it's at. Also, HED does increase estrogen in the body. We've seen people get gynecomastia from HCG. So this one. Sounds like something that would be better than ACG. Yeah, but another one then, Steve. C-Max, S-C-M-A-X, as a new booster for immune cells and an immune enhancement, Steve. And again, uh, we stress our bodies in the gym. We want good health. We are taking, quite often, along with these peptides, upper performance enhancing drugs. So we have to look at all... I mean, we've talked about this before, Steve, when we're talking about looking after the whole body and... 
trying to get the system in balance, why in a perverse way we're putting it out of balance, for example, when we're taking excess of testosterone. So we're causing the stress, we're pounding away in the gym, uh, we've got to watch ourselves in terms of a risk for uh, being overtrained and therefore more likely to get colds or sniffles and whatever else. And so CMAX will be jumping, jumping in there as a great uh, immune system booster and, and a booster of the immune cells. Another one, CLANC for anti-anxiety. Now, I've touched on this and I think there's a lot of reasons there and probably a podcast in and of itself when it comes to what people think anxiety is, when it's a perfectly normal response to certain situations. But if you genuinely have anxiety issues, C-Link might be a great one. Another one, adipotide, which kills fat cells. Now, that could well be, especially with research, and like Steve said, with other peptides, I would love for people that are considering running it to come on and do a log and let us know how it works. Because something like that, that literally kills fat cells, will be absolutely amazing. And one more for you, Steve, DSIP which is a sleep enhancer. And how many times has Steve and I said on this podcast and on a forum, and Steve way before me, but I've joined that particular, I've jumped on that particular bus. Super, super important that you get restful sleep. And again, we are doing crazy things in the gym. We're trying to cause growth. This causes inflammation. That can make sleep really hard when you're sore, when you're uncomfortable. We've all got super stressful lives now, so it would seem in terms of work and everything, just driving to work, commute, and all that kind of stuff, stressing over the bills, and we're not getting the sleep that we should get, or we're not getting the quality of sleep that we should be getting. And something else Steve kind of touched on, we've we've both talked about um, using medications, both over-the-counter and prescribed medications. The, the, The pills that doctors give you that help you sleep, don't give you the healthy, restful kind of sleep. So if DSIP does that, that would be absolutely amazing and certainly something that we want to look at. There are a bunch that we haven't even touched on. Uh, me and Steve were su- way surprised by the sheer amount and volume of ones that we've, we've done pod- peptide podcasts before, Steve. And we've, there's stuff that's just come out or become available through recommended sources that we've never seen before. So there's a bunch here that I think we could we could certainly do more peptide uh, uh, information on these ones that we haven't heard or see. Good, in, solid investigations. Pick two or three and do a podcast just on those. Hopefully, guys, there's some you've not heard of before, stuff for you to look out for. As before, do your own research. Come on, these peptides. We're gonna we're gonna do some more podcasts on these. I think, Steve, in the future. Please note, we are not doctors, and the opinions are ours. Is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.